The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Well, they, they create chaos on defense. You know, they're, they're, they're so multiple. Um, they're really talented, and they are high-pressure defense. And, you know, I think one of the things offensively for, for us to just continue to have success, especially in a game like this, you've got to be, you've got to do a great job of taking care of the football. And, you know, you, you look at the games that we've won this year, I think, you know, we've won the turnover margin. The games we lost, we either tied or lost the turnover margin. So, you know, I, I think it's just a, a matter for us to continue to, you know, practice it, make a big deal about it, um, and continue to do a great job trying to put it, our kids in position to where, you know, it's not sometimes just a quarterback or a fumble. It's protecting the quarterback. It's protecting the tailbacks. Um, and you're going to have to do all those things. You're going to have to do a really well against this defense there's more from iowa state head coach matt campbell very complimentary of ou yesterday and a course of the head coach brent venables as well so john before the show today i told you hey i got a question for you at the top of the five o'clock hour i'm not going to tell you what that question is i want you to react to it in the moment i'm going to ask it to travis and we'll get some text line submissions as well but in two weeks from the day will be at the point where Brent Venables is in, like really kind of officially, in as a season and a half as head coach. But as things sit today with a big game looming in a week and a half, how do you feel about Brent Brent Venables as the uh, head coach at the University of Oklahoma? Uh, Absolutely fantastic. I'm 100% bought in with BV as the coach. At 6-7 and last year. 4-0 Four yes. no start this year. So what? He's because ten and seven as a heck. You, what he's, fantastic. What he's displayed in the first four games is the improvement that we had to see from this team to kind of secure our faith in him. We know he brings the energy. We know he's committed. We know he can recruit. So those those check mark boxes were already done. So now the next question was: Can he develop and can the team show improvement? And the answer is yes. Every player that we're seeing looks better than they did last year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, So that's really, really exciting. Uh, And then just in terms of his leadership, it seems like these guys continue to want to play for him. He doesn't go – you know, we were joking in the last segment about Ryan Day and Dan Lanning and all these guys kind of playing follow the leader with Deion Sanders. You're not going to ever see that from Brent Venables. He's the guy that you want to follow. He's the leader that you want to be a part of his team. And, yeah, I'm absolutely excited. And I said this when Lincoln Riley quit and when BV was hired, that we are going to be better off going into the SEC with Brent Venables than we were ever going to be under Lincoln Riley, and I'm never more sure of that than I am today. So, fantastic. That's how you feel about Brent Venables as the head coach at OU. Fantastic. Yeah, and that's – yeah, even with six and seven, fantastic. The blueprint is – I think we can all see the blueprint is a lot better now than what it was two years ago, right? And that's your point about moving forward to the SEC. I'll I'll give another point as to why I feel good about it as well. And granted, they haven't been in a ton of close games this year, but 
it feels like the in-game management better so far this year than it was last year. And, again, this team will be in tighter games moving forward, and that will be more of an indication as to how far Brent has come as an in-game manager and some of the things that he lacked last year. But at least so far, that's looked a lot better than it did uh, a year ago. So maybe some improvement there as well, along with everything else. Well, Teddy says it all the time, but the guys aren't freaking out on the defensive side of the ball, right? There just seems to be a confidence with how they're lined up, a confidence with the plays that they're recognizing when motion takes place. There's not a bunch of pointing around saying, I got him, you got him, I got him, you got him, you got him, I got him type situation going on. It seems to be a much more confident side of the ball. On offense, uh, you know, that's where we're going to have to start seeing the separation if we're going to go from a good to a great team this season. And hopefully that gets answered by Iowa State. But as far as BV goes and as far as his leadership and being a coach and a coach that we want, at this point, I don't know that you trade him for anyone in the country. Travis, how do you feel about Brent Venables as the head coach at the University of Oklahoma? Impressed, actually. Um, you know, John touched on the depth. Uh, that, that That's valuable for sure. But you hear about, I mean, even the player interviews, like every little detail, like everything seems to be taken care of. And I think what's most important is it seems like he practices what he preaches, right? We heard about his burpees that he did after he got his sideline interference penalty. You know, you hear about that kind of stuff. I can't imagine any uh, any other coach of ours recently uh, that would have done that or a lot of the other candidates, you know, would have done that. I mean, I, th- I just think it's a hand-in-glove fit and little things like his press conferences are getting shorter. He doesn't feel the need to belabor points quite quite as much. He's trying things out with Jeff Levy as far as timing goes. I mean, that SMU game, we had zero three and outs, and everybody kept on saying, well, this is weird. This is a weird offense. But I think a lot of it had to do with OU's ranked in like the 30s or 40s right now in total snaps as a team. We were number five in the country last year. Like the will, the willingness to stick to the plan but also try and, try and innovate and kind of – like use real in-game scenarios to try and get better and see what works. And, and yeah, I just think he's coaching with a lot of confidence, I, and, and I think that makes your team play with a lot of confidence. I think um, I forget who had the pass break. It might have been Andrew Anthony's catch, uh, but it was running down the field, sprinting, uh, you know, and he's the first one to help him up, that kind of stuff. Like you still get that Brent Venables, but I think – the day-to-day, I think there are little little hints into him being much more comfortable in his position and ready not to be reactive to new parts of his position, but instead uh, be more aggressive in his style. Yeah, the number one reason for me, I mentioned blueprint. OU's never won a national championship without an elite defense. Um, they weren't going to win another national championship without an elite defense, and he gives you a much, much better chance to accomplish an elite defense than the uh, previous regime did. So just, I just think that they have the right idea. And he's seen what a winning football program looks like at multiple places. Like Lincoln Riley hasn't been a part of a win or a national championship at any level. Like Brent knows what it looks like. He knows what it takes. And I think he's implemented a lot of that uh, so far at OU. But I, I think it's obvious. Like we may bring this question up in two weeks. He's... He's got to be very competitive. He's got to beat Texas here coming, look, up, coming up very soon. Look, here's the deal, right? I'm as guilty as the next guy. On the Boomer Bebo podcast, you can get me on a Lincoln-Riley rant just by – I am very triggered still, right? And so I can go all in on why BV is better than Lincoln-Riley and what the difference is. 
honestly, those are becoming too easy now. Like, those are too easy. Well, he's even out recruiting him, and forever that was thought of as a strength for for that guy. The the comparisons between what we're seeing with Brent Venables and what we're seeing with Lincoln Riley. I mean, look, just look at the psychotic interview Lincoln Riley did a couple, three weeks ago. Can you even imagine a scenario where Brent Venables sits down and has that conversation with a reporter? It's never going to happen. It simply wouldn't happen. And so what we really got to start looking at is in terms of the SEC, coaches that we would trade in the SEC, the vaunted SEC, who else would we rather have? At this point right now, would we rather have Nick Saban, Kirby Smart? Kirby Smart may, probably. But Nick Th- Saban, those are the two names he listed there. Like Brian Kelly has done a, a lot of nice things. But, but I I, I'm not going to. I'm not trading Brent Venables for Brian Kelly, are you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, no. I, no I, I mean, and who else? There's nobody else in the SEC I mean, I, sure as hell ain't going to be Lane Kiffin, and it's not going to be Hugh Freeze, that geek from Mizzou, yeah, Eli Drinkwitz, and and we don't lo- nobody likes the uh, and nobody likes the Florida coach. I mean, if anything, it's it's Beamer at at South Carolina just because everybody thinks he's the nicest guy in the world, you know. And so when you start thinking about things like that, when you really start ranking it, I mean, he's second to none in the country in terms of who we want coaching us. Yeah. Well. It, it, there's a lot of positive responses on the text line right now. I thought that there might be, but if they're not competitive against Texas for the second consecutive year, and I think that they will be, got a real chance to win that game, good chance to win that game, then I, I wonder how much the uh, the thought process changes. Because that just feels like such a – not that Texas is the gauge nationally of where you're trying to get to, but – at least for the first half of the season, that's the best gauge that you get of how far did you come since last year. Texas is the gauge. Texas is the gauge. For this schedule. For this schedule. Well, but not, this ste- not in all of college football. No, but Texas is the gauge for us. It always has been. We always target this weekend. And you take a look at last year. We got our dog kicked. It was terrible. We couldn't complete a forward pass. It was one of the worst offensive performances in the history of college football, let alone for the blue blood that is Oklahoma. However, our quarterback was hurt. And don't forget, our strong safety was hurt. We had a cornerback playing strong safety. I mean, it was there was nothing that was going to be good that was going to come out of those uh, matchups last year. But this year, I think it's going to be a completely different year. Greg from Lawton says, Lincoln leaving was a blessing in disguise. Best thing OU did was hire BV. He will build a dominant program that the softball team will be proud of. That's at least a three-peat there, Travis, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, well, would be truly proud of would probably be more than that. I think they'd be, you know, kind of par for the course for the softball team. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, nothing but confidence in Brent. Think we're on the right trajectory. You can look at recruiting alone to say that. If he can get those people to believe in him and now that he's recruiting with and – I, and I said this last year, Tyler. I said right now guys like Bates and Chavis and BV, these guys are recruiting with Clemson film. They're recruiting with what they've done in the past at Clemson. Now they're going to be able to start recruiting with OU film, and that makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Big Rich in OKC says, Texas this year doesn't change how BV is doing. It is year two after a dumpster fire. Yeah, I'm just saying it's going to be a gauge. Like, you can't go – if you're going to play them twice this year, can't go 0-2 against those guys. But I I just – not that he would get fired – but for us to feel, I think, at the end of the year, how we feel right now, don't be 0-3 against Texas going into year three. I feel like if I was having the conversation with Brent Venables, it would be like when Billy Bob Thornton was in the parking lot on Friday Night Lights and the, and the booster comes up and says, just go beat him. That, that's kind of what you got to tell BB when it comes to Texas. Just go beat him. 
And then when he says, or what, you go, well, I don't want to talk about that. Just go beat them, right? That's where you can't – I agree with the texture is my point. we got to beat Texas. Like, it's Oklahoma. You beat Texas. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of what will make us feel better, depending on how we play, a win will make us feel better. A loss will make us feel worse. we got to beat Texas. Uh, but to look to Iowa State, we've got some text today. Well, hell, I, I don't know who they're playing this week. They play in Texas or Iowa State, and I hope our boys aren't uh, feeling the same way that you guys are. Uh, look, it's Texas is such a big game. We're going to take a peek, at least a little at it, as, as the week goes on. But, yes. OU does play Iowa State this weekend, and can they run the ball? Can they run the ball consistently? It'll be some of the bigger question marks this weekend. As well as, Travis, who gets the most carries? And is that answer as simple as Tawie Walker? Or Tawie Walker and Marcus Major not even going to play because that's been like the trend the past three or four weeks. You get the most carries one week, and then you don't even play the next Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I truly do feel like Tawi Walker is going to get the most carries this week simply because he's a captain, Tyler. I don't think you make a guy a captain and then sit him. So that is the only hint I have into the situation. And, uh, and yeah, I do find it interesting that Brent Venables brought up uh, two different players' parents in the press conference today and about how easy they are to work with. thought that was interesting. Well, we did see a tweet after the game on Saturday from one of the uh, running back's parents, so... Yeah, oh, yeah, not, uh, yeah. Has that been deleted, by the way, or is that still up? I'm not sure. I'd have to go check. And I and I actually, I, I was I was blessed enough to meet Kevin. He used to come on the spaces a good amount um, and meet him at the uh, camp when, uh, when when he was there. And super nice guy, super nice guy, no doubt. Uh, like like every you know like every parent, I'm sure wants to see their kid play. I mean, there's not a there's not a player parent on the entire in all of sports all the way down to peewee i'm sure you know i'm sure that all the way up to the professional leagues they want to see their kids play simple as that i mean brent was as honest as he could be yesterday john hey why didn't barnes and sawchuck play against cincinnati week of practice is where he left it at so maybe they'll have a better is week that, of practice is that the shortest answer in a brent venables press conference three in the, words and yes. the, the year and a half he's been the coach at oklahoma by about a uh, hundred words i think it's unbelievable it was unbelievable because the other answer lasted 30 minutes the one that came like two questions later i don't know why it's not towie walker towie walker has he, listen i i sat here the last time i was on the show with you and had a bold prediction that we were going to have two thousand yard rushers and it was Barnes and Sawchuck, and it was going to be amazing. Clearly, that's not the case. That's not going to happen. We know that now. They're on Marcus Major. They're on Tawe Walker. Between those two, I like Tawe Walker. I think he's got a little more explosiveness. He seems to be breaking more tackles. He has more yards after contact. I like what he's bringing to the to the game. To the game, I want to, if we're if we're going to go with Tawe Walker and Marcus Major. Which is what it sounds yeah. like. I want to see more Tawi Walker. I, I don't think he has the most upside out of the four. I don't think that he's got the most big playability, but he's the most trustworthy right now. He's the most consistent, and for sure. the most consistent, and the guy that you know what you're going to get most often, down in and down out. And for a running back core that's been a disappointment up to this point, uh, I mean, he's you at least know what you're going to get with him. I mean, so that's so that's something. So yeah, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I with, would guess with, that he gets the most carries this weekend, Travis. Yeah, with Tawi, I mean, it's 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 not even just, okay, he seems to look good, he runs tough, things like that. Like, Tawi Walker, when it just comes to stats, yeah, he's got two more carries than the next guy, but he's got the most yards, he's got the most yards per carry 
He's got the most rushing touchdowns. And Tyler, he's got the longest run of the season of any position for the Sooners. So, and, I mean, and Travis, when you look at that, that was with zero games against uh, or zero touches against Tulsa. Tulsa, right? I yes. mean, all those stats you just shouted out was missing an entire game. Yep, yep, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, let me read uh, one more. Uh, from the 918, can we finally admit Barnes is overrated? I'm not ready to go there yet with Javante Barnes. Overrated? He's just a, he's just a sophomore this year. If, if he's, he's not 100%. Procedure. Yeah, and it doesn't look like he's 100%. I think it's, yeah, I think it's way too early to say that. Jay and Ellick says, what does the offense have to do this week against Iowa State to make you feel good going into Texas? Simple. Run the ball well, run the ball consistently, and pop a couple of uh, big plays in the run game. That's 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 what it is. I, I feel very good about the defense playing well this weekend against Iowa State. Just let me see the best game from the run game that I've seen up to this point. That'll make me feel a lot better uh, going into OU Texas. All right, we'll look more at this OU Iowa State game coming up next week, and some games across the country as well. Your text four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More to come next right here on the Rush. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. It's the Rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, John Whitson. We are here at Brown O'Haver. John and I are at Brown and Haver. Travis is at Andy B's from in Tulsa and Brown O'Haver. They are a public insurance firm that adjusts insurance claims for the insured, not the insurance company. So that means if you've experienced a loss from fire, theft, tornado, or water damage, you need to call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. And I know you have another example there of how Brown O'Haver has uh, helped out someone in need. Absolutely. Well, if you can remember back to February, we had tornadoes in Norman in February. Uh, which was crazy. We had a client hire us from those February tornadoes, and when the insurance company originally came out, they had offered $106,000 to repair. We were hired, and we inspected the property, noticed a substantial amount of damage that was omitted from the report, worked with the client and engineer, and we demonstrated an additional repairs in the amount of $170,000 that we were able to get paid Damn. for by the insurance company. Listen, if you're down there in Blanchard or Cole or Norman or Shawnee, and you had uh, tornado damage, and you've been paid, and you think your claim is done, call us at 405-735-5510 and ask us to review your claim for free. We will tell you if there is more money to get you. We will not waste your time. We do not want your claim if there isn't any more money. It costs nothing for you to have us look at it. And let us tell you if we can get you more money. There's a really, 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 really good chance that Brown O'Haver can make you more money on your claim than you got from the insurance company. So if you were impacted by those losses, if you have a new loss, whatever the case may be, give us a call, 405-735-5510. Burley Boomer says, what I've seen so far in a quick ranking of the running backs, Walker, Major, Barnes, Sawchuck, Hicks, Smothers. It's a crowded room, and clearly some have been banged up and have not been available during practice. Everyone has an opinion. Mine is trust the coaches. Booma, would you uh, – how, how do you feel about that, Travis, the ranking of the running backs there? Let's just start with the four that we've seen the most. 
Walker, Major, Barnes, and Sawchuck. If they had a an official depth chart out today, is that what it would look like? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd be okay with that. I mean, again, I think Barnes is being slow on his brakes. He's not trusting that plant foot. Obviously, that is that that is completely reasonable and fine to try and get that kind of back in your repertoire after having a procedure on your foot. And then Sawchuck, obviously, was a hamstring. He got hurt in fall camp. That's been bothering him. When you're talking about, like, world-class speed like he has, I mean, he got on campus. He was the fastest guy, you know, on the team. So when, when, when a guy like that who has been able to trust his speed for so long tries to run, you know, it, 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 it takes some getting, getting used to. And I think we saw that against Tulsa. He caught one down the left sideline, and I thought he could have, just ran right by the guy, and he kind of stuttered and kind of tried to cut it inside. Um, so it's clear that those guys aren't fully trusting themselves, which I think is affecting their vision slightly because they're not used to kind of kind of trusting those injuries. So, um, again, that's just got to be something they get through. But, again, Walker, I mean, leads the team in carries and yards per carry. He also leads the team among the running backs in receptions uh, and receiving yards. And, you know, when you look at that with a 10.4 average, I mean, we saw what he did right early in the game against Cincinnati. He caught it, kind of stopped on a dime, cut up field. He does some nice things. And then he nearly probably killed a corner that tried to stop him on the boundary. I would love, Tyler, just to see swing passes to him and watch corners try and come up and make a tackle. That that could be the Tulsa State Bears in town. That could be a, a, a fair attraction is just – where corners try and get up on a swing pass and try and tackle Towie Walker with a head of steam. It didn't end well for a Cincinnati defender last week. It was uh, one of the bigger plays he's had. He drug a defender about five yards after contact, and I think it maybe ended up being a first down. But on, on the subject of the run game and looking to this weekend, John, you and I were texting, uh, or not texting, talking during the, the break there. You're getting ready for your next uh, Boomer Bevo podcast that you're going to record tonight, and you made the comment of, well, you think OU's having a tough time running the ball? Ohio State's, or excuse me, Iowa State's numbers rushing the ball right now are just, they're just not good. And what are they running for a game right now? Like 83 rushing yards per game? Yeah, well, so so starting, let's just start with their quarterback just real quick. Uh, if we think DG is as terrible as half the Sooner base thinks he is, uh, Rocco Beck, starting quarterback for Iowa State, has 900 yards passing. DG has 1,400 yards passing. As a team, Iowa State has 303 rushing yards on the season. We have twice that at 631 rushing yards. And then at receiving, we talked about it, Jalen Noel, 202 rushing yards. Andrell Anthony on the same number of catches, 371 yards receiving. I mean, it's if, if anybody's out there is saying, why are you looking past Iowa State? There's three reasons we're looking past <laughs> Iowa State. They're not right? any good? They're not any good. And, and maybe they're good defensively. But that doesn't matter because they're terribly they're terrible offensively. We are have the best defense we, we've had in at least ten years, and an Iowa State team that was better than this last year only scored thirteen points on us. This game is at home, not on the road like it was last year. Nothing points to an Iowa State team that can even begin to compete with Oklahoma. These are the reasons we're looking ahead to a Texas game. They only let Rocco Beck throw for 24 times against Ohio, a game and they lost. They let him throw for 38 times against Oklahoma State. So what does that felt, say? What felt does that like say against Oklahoma State? Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're bad in the, in the back end of their defense. But 
Feels like they let the, you know Rocco open up the offense a little bit more last week, and they had some success. But you got to be careful about that with the OU defense throwing out a freshman quarterback because Travis he could be uh, thrown to the wolves because I, I don't see Iowa State running the ball all that well. And if they want to let Rocco Beck just uh, try and pick OU apart in the air, well, that's probably going to result in more than a couple of turnovers. Yeah, I mean, Peyton Bowen, if if, if, if half interceptions, you know, counted, he would have one and a half by now. But uh, I, I think this might be a time for him to finally reel one in. But everybody's been good, right? You've got Kendall Dolby. You've got Gentry Williams, Key Lawrence. Again, Peyton getting in there. Billy Bowman with one. I mean, everybody's eating on the back end of that defense. So, yeah, tell them to let it fly. I mean, it's a similar situation that we saw with, like, Preston Stone, right? That was the guy that was supposed to have in the arm and let it fly against our corners, and, and that didn't work all too well for them. Uh, from the 785 on the text line, is anyone concerned that we're in a look-ahead week and concerned that the team takes the rat poison, the positive press? Iowa State has played as tough under Matt Campbell. Hashtag focus and hashtag starts uh, start strong. In, start strong in strong. Okay, I couldn't read that hashtag there. I'm 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 not. Um, maybe I should be because of where it falls on the schedule. But John, here's like the biggest reason to me why I'm not worried about this team overlooking Iowa State. Because honestly, the offense can't. Like the offense still has too much to prove heading into this week, right? Like there's no reason why these running backs or these offensive linemen should overlook the Iowa State game. There's still some guys fighting for a starting job at running back and on the offensive line. And just with the offense as a whole, they left some plays out there last week. Blame Dylan Gabriel, blame some of the wide receivers, blame whoever you want for that last week. But I just think the offense has too much to prove heading into this oh. week for them to totally overlook this game. No, they, they have questions that need to be answered. We, we, we just spent a whole segment talking about the running game. They need to answer the running game. Uh, DG needs to continue to build uh, build rhythm with his wide receivers. Maybe, possibly, just maybe we might involve a tight end. I don't know. We might actually see uh, a little more. Well, not might actually, but it maybe continue to see the quarterback run game. So we just continue to add that. Oh, I but, think that's not going away. But I'll give you the same. I'll, I'll say the same thing on the defensive side of the ball. Here's Here's the good news about the defense. They can't afford to sleep on this game individually. Because we have competitive depth now. If somebody makes a mistake, we roll somebody else in there and you lose playing time. It's across the board. If Gentry Williams decides to sleep on this game and not step up, dude, we've already shown that he'll play two or three other corners. Well, so, how about Key Lawrence after last week, right? He 100%. Gets in there. It's like the highest rated safety in college. I know, and that's my point. So, no, I, I think, listen, we're overlooking Iowa State because, you know, you're a radio host, I'm an amateur podcaster. Travis is a media influencer. That's why we're looking, overlooking Iowa State. If they're looking over overlooking Iowa State, then, yeah, we are in trouble. But I don't think they are. BV doesn't sound like the kind of coach that does. And neither side of the ball can afford to do it or they're going to lose spots. Sean says, I can't stress enough. It doesn't matter at all if OU fans overlook Iowa State. That will have zero impact. The team won't. So I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly the point. I, I mean, come on, you gotta at least peek ahead a little bit to Texas because that's how big of a game it is. You're a twenty twenty and a half point favorite this weekend heading into Iowa State. The intriguing storylines are limited, just like the Iowa State offense heading into this weekend. So yeah, I mean, it, Texas is the more uh, interesting game of the two. It's not it's not that big of a de, of a debate there. 
Uh, Travis, you are in Tulsa at Andy B's. Uh, what's going on up there? Well, we've got the kids coming through. Like I said, kids on Wednesdays, they eat free. Uh, every adult entree, kids are going to eat free. Servers and bartenders should be showing up here uh, the next hour and a half or so because they've got $7 unlimited bowling uh, for the service industry. They do the sin night, service industry night. That's from 7 to close, and they got some beer and food specials. I know they're super excited about their Oklahoma City location that's going to be opening later this fall, and that address is 11917 North Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, it's they're, they're doing big things, man. Andy B's, they got locations all over the place. I think they're in Texas. I think they got a couple of Missouri, I think Branson, maybe Springfield. They've obviously got Tulsa, and now they're getting into Oklahoma City. They're doing big things, man. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll hit more OU football next right here on The Ref. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It is The Rush on The Ref, the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, bringing you the final hour of the show today. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, John Whitson, all here with you until 6 p.m. Clinton Tulsa on the text line says the Sooner D is going to eat on Saturday. Sooners roll 38-3. Clint, you are not far off from my uh, midweek score prediction. I've got OU winning 38-7. That is a cover. That is an easy cover for OU. That is another very, very good defensive day. It's, I would say it'd probably be a good offensive day uh, to put up 38 points and win this 38-7. Am I too aggressive in my score prediction, John, or are you around in that area with me, beating a bad Iowa State team by 31 points? Yeah, I mean, I – I was thinking about my score earlier before you said I, I, I thought 42-10, you know, that they get they get a touchdown and a field goal. I mean, goal this is going to be a team that wins four or five games this year. So, And I understand that they play in a style that can limit how bad they get beaten. But, I mean, still, I, are, are you 20 points better than Iowa State? Yes. You, you, I hope so. You yes. should be. You should be. Travis, what are you kind of feeling for midweek scores as we get closer to Saturday? I'm going to go 38-9. to nine. Uh, I think they kick three field goals. I think we keep them out, keep them out of the end zone just like we did Cincinnati. And well, maybe, they'll kick, maybe they'll kick four field goals and only make three because how many missed field goals have we seen by the opponent so far this year? Um, Arkansas State, SMU, and now since three of their four games, the opponent has missed a field goal? Wow. Yeah. I mean, you can certain that can certainly get in your head, right? If you're a kicker and you start looking at the stats and you say, "Oh man, is it something special they do? They've already blocked a punt. They've got a lot of missed kicks against them." They, at some point, it can't be a coincidence. That can get into a kicker's head. I mean, you know, 99% of what they do is mental, anyways. I wonder if there's any way to, you know, find out if that's related to being better defensively, putting more emphasis on special teams, because it felt like. For years, OU never got the breaks of kickers missing big field goals, though it probably happened more times than I'm realizing. But it definitely feel like, John, it didn't happen in the first, you know, three out of the first four games. So maybe it just comes down to crap kickers. I, I don't know, but it feels like it's happening a lot more than it has in the past. I thought the one on Saturday against Cincinnati was just was awful effort. That was an awful. I mean, then he hits like the fifty-two yarder. That's what I'm the saying. next quarter. And so none of it made that. None of that made sense. Um, but that's what you want. So if you're looking for something with Oklahoma, 
in the Iowa State game is you're looking at that missed field goal, okay, and then there being like two minutes left, two minutes and 30 left in the, in the half. You're looking for Oklahoma to say, I'm going to go up by two scores now, right? If we're down 10-3, let's go up by two scores and let's go ahead and start putting this game away. You know, when uh, Billy Bowman had the interception in the fourth quarter, I turned to my daughter and I said, hey, this is how we tell if our team's really, really good or just kind of good is we need to go ahead and run this clock out and go down and score mm-hmm. like and just win the game. And, of course, we go three and out and have to punt. Yeah, you know, how and, they closed the halves last week was not was It not was not good. So that, Second quarter or fourth quarter. Again, going back to questions that need to be answered is can we turn the corner on how we close out the halves, what our four-minute offense looks like. And, and Iowa State should be a team that's got a good enough defense that it should be a test, but not so good that we shouldn't be able to show some improvement in those situations. Yeah, I mean, just an offense that, I mean, ideally it's complementary football, and they're hitting on big plays with the run game and the passing game, but at least an offense that's possessing the football to help out the best thing going for you, which is your defense. Right. And I don't think that they did that consistently enough last week, which even makes which makes the defensive performance all that more impressive last week, right? That they didn't always help out their defense, but time and time again the defense answered the call and never gave up a score. But – yeah, there, there's some things that the offense needs to show. And I, Travis, to me, that goes back to, you know, I can't say for 100% certainty that these kids won't come out and it won't be a look-ahead game for them. But I just think the offense has too much to prove for this to be a look-ahead game. Yeah, I mean, it's human nature, right? I mean, they've had this game, the Texas game circled for so long. You know, you've got multiple, I mean, people saying, you know, Iowa State stinks, you know, all, all the stuff surrounding Iowa State, you know, with all the gambling stuff, all the suspensions, all this, that, and the other. Like, it's at some point, just like I talk about the Big 12 refs being human nature taking over and, and giving into those biases, like, I think I think it's absolutely possible that we see the team kind of just give into their human nature because it's really hard to fight it off. It's It's like – Dylan Gabriel has been better this year, I think partly because he feels Jackson Arnold, you know, bearing down on, on, you know, the starting job. And Dylan naturally is going to raise his level of play. Not, you know, that maybe he didn't last year because that threat wasn't there. You're always going to run faster when somebody's chasing you with a knife. And, and, and it's those human nature things that I'm like, man, with, with everybody saying on to Texas, on to Texas, on to Texas. I mean, it's naturally going to lend itself to a maybe a slow start maybe or something like that i'd like to see a uh, first quarter knockout punch they have delivered that punch two of four games this year john um not great opponents in tulsa and arkansas state but after the first 15 minutes of those it was oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay Th- this one's over smu and cincinnati a little bit closer after the first 15 minutes but you uh you score 14 17 points and you're heading into the second quarter this Iowa State team didn't have the offense to come back on you. Boy, what you, I mean, we've talked about it all afternoon, but what you'd love to see is just the establishment of a run game, right, where we're just pounding it down, just really taking advantage of, of the athletes that we have on the offensive line, running backs making some big hits, and then hit them, right? Hit that play action, get Andrell Anthony over the top, get Farouk over the top, hit Anderson across the middle, let him break nine tackles, something like that, right? That's what you'd love to see from this Oklahoma offense because you feel like, and this is the first time in 10 years that we've said it, that the defense is going to do their job. So can the offense just step up 
and to your point, deliver a knockout punch early and often. Travis is at Andy B's in Tulsa. John and I, we are at Brown O'Haver here in Moore, 405-735-5510. And a big emphasis always when we're out here, you don't have to accept what the insurance company has offered you. And maybe not everyone knows that, but if they hand you a check and maybe that check even looks good, you don't have to offer that. They can call you and see if the, uh, you can get them more money. Absolutely. First of all, you can always take the check. Just don't sign settlement papers, but you can always take a check. So if you if you need the money, take the money, but then give us a call, 405-735-5510. Let us take a look at your claim. We'll tell you if there's an opportunity for more. We'll tell you if you got treated fairly. That's that's our, um, our commitment to you is to say, hey, this is the best you're going to get. Take it and go. Or, hey, we think we can get you more money. But here's the beauty of it. We can't charge you. We don't charge you unless we get you more money. Final hour of The Rush is coming up next right here on The Ref. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Casino and hotel, over 2,700 electronic games, 30 game tables, a 24-7 poker room, and the best in concerts and comedy. Riverwind Casino, just south of Norman on Highway 9 and I-35. Reliable, fast, affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Final segment of the day. Wrapping it up on this Wednesday. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. John Whitson, co-host of the Boomer Bevo podcast, where a recording will happen tonight for the Boomer Bevo podcast. I'm guessing it's going to be released tomorrow, Friday, with a preview of uh, Texas KU and uh, OU and Iowa State. We try to get it out late night. Kevin is uh, really, really good at doing our post-production, and we try to get it out late night, hopefully late out tonight, or latest early uh, tomorrow. You can find it on... YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, the KREF Podomatic page, the KREF app. Uh, we love you guys for putting that on there. That's been awesome for us. If you haven't already, uh, Teddy Lehman came on last week. You can check that out. We for hit- the uh, 69th uh, episode, correct? That's What's right. That the deal? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought to myself, if I'm ever going to get Teddy on the show, this is the episode to ask him to be on. And without fail he jumped all over it and it was pretty and he was awesome he really was he was really cool and then on our last episode for all of you volleyball fans out there if you don't think volleyball gets enough love um we had kelly files the sooner sports espn plus color analyst for the volleyball team she was also a former coach uh she was a former assistant and associate head coach for ou for over 13 years she was on the boomer bebo podcast and she was awesome so if you want to check out some volleyball, 
stuff, but we're going to be back to 100% football tonight, and we'll get it out as soon as we cut it. Bill Conley has a rankings at the top 10 teams in the country. I believe this is S&P Plus, Travis, but um, th- this is what his formula says. Tell me how, how you feel about this. Washington at number one in the rankings this week. Georgia at two, Ohio State at three, Michigan at four, Oregon at five, Texas at six, Oklahoma at seven. Where's the S&P Plus wrong? Hmm. Well, I, I know that the S&P Plus always likes them some Oklahoma this year. Um, but uh, I, I honestly think they have Texas a couple spots too low. But I'll tell you what I like about it, Tyler. I like Washington at one. I don't feel like Washington is getting near the amount of respect that they deserve um, nationally. Maybe the attention. They don't have the flashy coach. You know, they're, they're way out on the West Coast. You know, they're not a traditional power per se. Um, but Washington's been really good. So out of those, the ones that kind of pop to me are Washington being at number one. Yeah, um, Washington gets Arizona this week. And they'll have a bye, and then they we have the showdown. Going to be a top ten matchup, most likely. Oregon traveling to Washington on October 14th. That is going to be a big-time game. The month of, well, not so much the month of October, but Oregon will, or excuse me, Washington will get Oregon on October 14th, and then on November 4th they'll travel to USC. So we got some fun games. In the, I can't believe I'm saying we have fun games in the Pac-12 coming up. No. But we have fun games in the Pac-12 coming up. Well, we, and don't forget, you've got Colorado playing USC this week. I, yeah, have you learned the Colorado fight song yet? I do not know the Colorado fight song, but I do know that I am rooting for Shadir Sanders to put up 100 yeah. on USC. I don't know the Colorado fight song either, but I'm going to learn it for this weekend. And then, and then forget it immediately and, after. And speaking of the Boomer Bevo podcast, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell say that my co-host Kevin Miller has been on the Michael Penix Jr. Um, Heisman train all season. He loves that guy. I mean, it is – and if you think about it in the Pac-12 – the top three Heisman, well, going into last week, so I may probably Shadur fell off after last week, but going into last week, your top three Heisman contenders were in the Pac-12. Well, it's still they still are. Uh, Pennix one, Caleb Williams two, Bo Nix three. And Bo, Bo Nix. Wow. And that, I didn't even think about Bo Nix. I, th- I think that's crazy. But, I mean, number four could be Shadir Sanders if they were somehow able to upset USC this week. God willing, right? Oh, my God. I God so. willing that uh, they, they win that game. Without Travis Hunter this weekend, that'll be uh, – it'll be quite amazing. Yeah, I mean, OU Iowa State, there's a big spread there. Texas and Kansas, intriguing game, but still a a pretty big spread there. Not a ton of interesting games across the Big 12. Cincinnati at BYU on Friday, that'll actually be a fun game. Houston at Tech, Tech's playing with their backup quarterback. Baylor at UCF, and then West Virginia at TCU – 7 p.m. on Saturday night. But uh, this conference right now, just like the rest of us, just waiting for that OU-Texas game uh, first Saturday coming up in October. All right, man. Uh, as always, appreciate us having us out here at Brown O'Haver. Guys, y'all are the best. Always, as always. Y'all are the best. I appreciate it. And I look forward to having y'all out next week for hate week. It is hate week. Hate. We'll, we'll be hating all week long. As all OU week plays long. Texas. Brown O'Haver, 405-735-5510. And appreciate Andy B's out there in Tulsa for having Travis out. Travis will be out there every single Wednesday for the remainder of college football season, which is uh, really, really cool. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on The Ref. We are the Homeless Suitor fans.
Wake up every morning with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby and TJ Perry on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app.